Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spiegel. And today we're happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is standing out from the crowd inside social media. Today's guest is a trailblazer in the marketing world, continually seeking out innovative opportunities as a partner of Pop Shorts. This LA-based influencer marketing agency has made significant strides under his guidance, securing over 35 international campaign awards and garnering billions of views for their Fortune 500 clients. A big welcome to Jake Hay. Hi, Jake. Hey, thanks for having me. So to start, your bio says that you're an influencer marketing agency. Mm-hmm. But when I went and I looked at the website, I see you, you do a lot of social as well. So how do those services combine for your clients? Yeah, I think we're influencer first, right? So at different points in our evolution, we've we've had different service offerings. We've done organic management. Um, you know, we do paid media management. But I, we generally operate with an influencer-first mindset, even with our paid media campaigns. Uh, we only have a couple clients that lean on us to run, uh, you know, meta TikTok ads for their branded content. Usually, it's it's to support influencer content as well. So, okay, got it. Now, your bio also says that you've uh, got billions of views for Fortune 500 clients. Do the strategies that you were used, do they work for, well, I guess non-Fortune 500 companies, or do you have to be a certain size to implement them? No, I think it works for anybody who is looking to use KPIs based on sentiment and awareness. Early stage companies, oftentimes uh, for a, an agency like ourselves, influencer marketing strategies that we employ, <clears throat> excuse me, would not be the right fit because they're trying to spend $10 to make 20 and make sure that there's a direct correlation to their ROI. Um, That's where you're going to use more paid media tactics rather than like organic influencer tactics, organic influencer tactics. You see a lot of case studies on sign uh, online. It can work. It does work. But if you want to be conservative with your first, you know, 10, $20,000 ad spend as a startup, I'm probably not going organic influencer. I'm probably looking at search and social paid, paid um, cost per click campaigns. I think, you know, our campaigns certainly work for folks who say, okay, listen, we we have a you know, medium size and above business, and we think that we want to scale uh, our presence online. We want to garner positive sentiment within certain audiences, right? I want to become popular. I want people to have a fear of missing out by not, uh, you know, engaging with my, my company. I think that's the companies who do really well. I would also say influencer content handedly can outperform branded content on a regular basis. So, the organic is part of it, but the paid media really should always be a facet uh, in your influencer marketing campaigns. So let's let's go there. Organic influencer is the type. So you know, organic is usually free. 
is is that what it is or are you paying the influencers no organic's never free uh organic means the influencer posts to their channel so i'm influencer x i have a million followers i'm posting to my my instagram um that is good and that is a, a core part of an integrated marketing campaign but then taking that content and turning it into an advertisement um, that's where you're going to drive additional cost efficiencies, increase your reach, stuff like that. And are there certain type of products that work better than others for, for this type of influencer marketing? No, uh, I think it's it's pretty uh, well-rounded space. I would say there's certain types of um, key audiences that are more active on social. And as a result, if you're product or, or brand speaks to those audiences, you're going to find success easier. But I mean, even my my grandma's in her 70s, she's on TikTok now, right? So I think there has been this kind of movement where everyone's touching social in some way. It's no longer um, if they're there, it's how to reach them there because they, they interact with it differently. Now, you hear a lot of talk in the influencer space about micro-influencers, um, large influencers, I guess, where what are the most effective? I mean, who do you work with and uh, how, how does all that come together? It's, it depends what you want. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, most of our campaigns are going to be a hybrid approach. So you have one or two large influencers and then a handful of micros to support them. The difference is being large influencers are generally going to provide economies of scale, right? Like your cost per view basis is going to go down. Having somebody with Real, real influence, not just followers, but real influence. When you run that paid media campaign, it's going to drive additional cost efficiencies. But clients also want more content. And you're not going to get more content by working with folks who have larger followings. And that's where the micro-influencers come into play. Um, you can diversify your content, get additional assets. And then, of course, test paid media across all of it. Now, I guess, how do you match up if a client comes to you and said, I, I want to get into this influencer marketing, how do you match them up with, with influencers, either large influencers or, or micro influencers? I mean, do you have a, I mean, how does that work? It's, it's a complicated process. And I think there's a lot of tools out there that help you with the process. You know, IBM Watson's had AI in the space since I think 2018. Um, there's a lot of tools you can use and license to help you kind of do your initial aggregate of, of talent. I would say there's some issues that still require pretty detailed manual um, input, which is one, it might not be pulling every profile, right? So there might be some emerging talent that if you exclusively use these tools, you'd be missing. Um, two is what are your brand safety measures? You know, there, there are some systems in place that can flag content, but not on a detailed enough scale. If you have a real blue chip client, right? Somebody who's a multinational brand with a, with a very, very brand safe kind of IP, you're going to have to go through by hand and go through all of an influencer's posts and all of their channels to make sure that you're not aligning your client with a, you know, a creator who doesn't represent their values. Mm -hmm. So it, it starts with data um, and, and then it goes manual. I think always keeping in mind, of course, if you wanted me to find an influencer for you, I need to know a few things. I need to know your target audience, age, gender, location. I need to know what your budget is so that we can kind of identify what, what type of influencers make the most sense. And then if you have any kind of, like if it's part of an integrated campaign, if there's an overarching creative strategy, it's great to have influencers play into that. They can operate in a vacuum. They don't have to be part of something bigger, but if they can be, you're going to likely going to see an increase in performance. 
you know, you took the words right out of my mouth because I was thinking how important it must be to, to know your customer avatar before you even even yeah. think about going down this path. 100%. I think I think it's mandatory. Um, if you were doing really small scale, like a thousand, two thousand dollars, I mean, it's interesting to see the feedback you get, I guess, is where I'm going with that, because you can, even if you know your customer audience, like, hey, this is who we're we out to, this is who we work with, you might learn something about them once you start going uh, heavily on social through influencers paid, owned channels, whatever you're doing in the comments. You might see that actually sentiment is better with certain groups than others. And as you are more active on social, this avatar might start to tweak a little bit here and there if you're listening to your to your audience online. How do your clients set their budget? Most of them already tried influencer marketing, and so they know what kind of budget's needed when they come to you. Or are you giving them guidance based on what they want to accomplish? I've been in this game for a long time. I mean, I started in 2015 um, and I, it, it's changed. You know, 2015 doesn't sound that long ago, but this is a young industry, influencer marketing, creator marketing. Um, when you think about where I was when I started, nobody had done it yet. The word influencer got you a meeting with the biggest brands in the world just because there were no specialty agencies. I mean, there's a handful. I'm not saying no, literally, but like very few. Today, every brand's doing influencers. Every brand knows what an influencer is. There's a lot less education involved. Uh, and there's a lot of competition, you know, low barrier to entry to some extent, if you want to become an influencer marketing agency, high barrier if you want to be good at it, because it's not easy. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? I think I might have lost you. Well, I was just talking about budget. So when budget, somebody yeah. comes to you, or, or do they have a budget set in mind, or do you really guide them through that based on their goals? I need them to have a budget. You know, I think, I think there's also important to differentiate between influencer marketing and like affiliate marketing. A lot of times folks can come to me and say, Jake, my budget's infinite. If we can do this and you're proving an ROI, I'll spend millions. It doesn't work like that for us. There are affiliate marketers out there. I'm not one. Um, affiliate marketing can use creators. Um, the best affiliate marketing does, but it's it's a different type of marketing at the end of the day. Uh, as far as budget's concerned, we have a minimum spend of 50K, but there's a lot of agencies who have lower lower barriers to entry there. I would say identify your budget, understand what your your total marketing budget is. There's some brands like I'm good friends with the folks over at Gel Blaster. They've built a hundred million dollar company off primarily influencer marketing. I mean, they do a lot of stuff. They do events and sponsorships. I'm not taking away from that, but they're one of the biggest influencer marketing brands I know. Um, they've done an incredible job, but that doesn't work for everybody. They sell, you know, they sell a, a toy of sorts. So I think that would be great. But if you're selling, you know, ranch dressing, I'm just thinking of something random, you need an integrated marketing campaign and you need to, you know, set budget aside for your influencers, your paid, your search, your OTT, whatever you're doing, you need to kind of do all of it and touch your bases and test, experiment, look back on the results, and understand what type of channels are delivering you the best, um, you know, results and, and, and the best cost efficiencies for customer acquisition. So you mentioned, you know, probably the, the most important word to most businesses and most listeners out there, which is ROI. How, I mean, how do you view ROI as an influencer marketing agency? Yeah, I think ROI is always on, on the topic of discussion. Our primary industry, I mean, we, we work across state governments and, you know, fashion, you name it, but our primary industry is entertainment. So keep in mind, movies streaming and TV. Uh, they measure ROI a lot differently than, again, if you want to look at like a startup who's selling some sort of product locally, the, the 
startup that's selling product locally is literally counting every dollar. I mean, they need to be tracking links, UTMs. They need to say, hey, this happened and this is my result. For our clients, a lot of times they're working with us for the content that they can then turn into, again, a larger paid media spend. We don't do a ton of, we do some cost per click campaigns and and, and more kind of hardworking media. But generally speaking, we're delivering uh, awareness and sentiment. That's, that's our core value proposition. And so when you want to buy an awareness and sentiment campaign, ROI is not about, um, you know, specific to any dollar amount. It's about identifying how many people do we reach? How many opinions can we have changed? How many people have a better viewpoint or are more aligned with our brand as a result of what we've done now? Let's talk about some of that content. Can you give us an example of a client of yours that used influencer marketing and what types of content pieces they were able to, to bring out of it? Yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of clients. Uh, a lot of them don't like it when I talk about them publicly. That's just kind of the name of the game. Um, well, you don't have to to name names. Yeah. <laughs> don't name names, but but tell yeah. us what kind of content pieces they were able to bring out of it. Hundred percent. I mean, it, it's there's so much. Looking back again, just to go back, when I started, you were really selling a lot of Vine because Vine had so much creativity and it was saturated with creators. Instagram was not really a hub for creators. Now there's a lot of creators on Instagram. Uh, you can have reels, stories, in-feed posts. You have YouTubes, YouTube shorts. Um, TikTok is, of course, we're a TikTok agency partner. As a matter of fact, you probably see the little, little pillow I have back there. Uh, TikTok's, you know, I think where it's at now. Uh, drives great cost efficiencies. It's got a lot of creators who can be really creative. It works off a for you algorithm. So follower count matters, but not nearly as much as it does for, for other platforms. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can have any kind of content. You can have AR lenses. We love to make AR lenses for our clients as well. You make a lens, you have an influencer use it. Their audience can now use that lens and share it to their followers. And now you've just created a UGC campaign off the back of your influencer campaign just by launching a lens alongside of it. Um, it could be interactive, cool, uh, you get additional data insights on on meta platforms if you use AR lenses uh, from the folks who engage with your lens. So there's there's a lot of different ways to slice the pie as far as that's concerned. What about AI? Is there any implementation of AI into your industry? There is. Um, again, I think I made a comment earlier, but IBM Watson has been using some form of AI. It's not like you know, the transformer models we have now with the large language models across the GPTs and the BARDs. But, um, you know, there's there's been an influence of AI for some time now, and it's really coming down to where you're going to see it most is in creator identification. So aligning creators alongside brands. Um, where we are looking forward to it most is those brand safety measures, because on our end, vetting an influencer in its entirety, you know, it, it, it's time consuming. It takes a lot of resources from us. So the better AI gets at scraping all of their content and not just the written text, which is really all it can do now, but like scraping an hour long YouTube video for uh, flagging keywords, you know, the F bomb, whatever it might be so that we can then extract that and say, okay, Hey, this creator is not safe. If I can do that in seconds and not hours to me, that's like where, where AI would be really helpful, but you're also seeing AI on the other side of it. You know, I'm on the brand side, the business side, you're seeing it on the creator side. You're seeing not only creators using generative AI uh, to, to make, incredible photos. I follow an architecture page and they almost exclusively post AI architecture now, you know, it's like, cause you can't barely tell the difference and they're just so elaborate and beautiful. Uh, the photos, 
Beyond that, you also have AI creators, creators that don't exist at all. It's a person on a computer somewhere who's made a page for this fake creator, but it's a real creator, right? I mean, it doesn't exist outside of its Instagram feed, but to its Instagram feed, it's got millions of followers. Um, it, it is not tangible. So AI is kind of touching all aspects of influencer marketing from the brand side to the data, to the creators themselves. You know, I mean, you, you made a great point. It kind of goes into my next question. What, what does it take to be an influencer? <laughs> Are some of those influencers going to be strictly AI? What does it take? It's probably to be great because they don't get paid that much. Uh, they get paid a lot. The AI influencers are probably some of the more expensive ones. Well, I meant the actual AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. But what what does what's it take to to be an influencer? I think that answer has changed over the years too. I mean, it's it's a dynamic industry. And what I'm saying on this interview, I can't wait to look back on it in five years and see how my answers would have would have evolved again. So, what does it take to be an influencer? Um, it can mean a lot of different things. First of all, you have to be a creator. You have to be creating content on a consistent basis. You have to have an audience to be an influencer. And I think there's a lot of creators out there with followers that don't have influence. Let's think about that for a second. I'm a creator. I have followers, but I'm not actually influencing anything. Um, so differentiating between the word creator and influencer, which is not something you really do, but um, you know, for sake of just running off your question, it's, it's a dynamic conversation. Um, I don't think there's a right answer. I think you can have 5,000 followers and be an influencer now, or you can have 50 million and you can be an influencer. You can have 2 million and no one cares about your opinions and you're not really influencing anything, right? So uh, dynamic dynamic situation there. Can a company do this themselves? Can they get into influencer marketing? Um, you know, they hire somebody and say, go learn about influencer marketing and do it for the company. Yeah, there's a few reasons why many don't and probably won't. Um, the first is bandwidth. Again, it's, it's an incredibly manual process. The second is uh, specialty, right? Just because you have a TikTok account doesn't mean you know TikTok. Uh, doesn't mean you know it's you have to be really have folks on your team who are on the on the nose of what's trending, not what's trending last week. Because the way social media moves, if you're talking about what's cool last week, you're not that cool. Uh, you have to be talking about what's cool next week, and so. You, you can totally build it out. You'd have to have the right people, um, the right amount of bandwidth and, and time and investment. Uh, you need data tools, licensing, it's going to cost you $60,000 to do it right um, on an annual basis. You need um, a lot of pieces that have to come together to make it work. And you're not going to have relationships with talent or managers or agents or whatever it might be to drive any cost efficiencies in negotiation you're going to end up paying a hell of a lot of money to avoid what is really a small agency fee to get it done for you. And a lot of times uh, our relationships can sometimes make our fee a moot point, right? Like we've literally had times where folks have called us and said, Hey, we're trying to work with this creator, but we can't even get a hold of anybody. How do we do it? Uh, I finally got, a, or I got, I got a hold of somebody and like their pricing is ridiculous. Okay. Let us give them a call. See what we can do. All of a sudden it's a completely different conversation because it's our dedicated space. We can bundle um, across multiple campaigns, a manager has a hundred talent, right? Well, we're going to hire five of them uh, for three different clients, but now we're leveraging all three of those clients' campaigns against one another to drive cost efficiencies across all of them. So there's, you can start an internal influencer marketing team if you want. Uh, I think you're going to run up against some difficulties, and and you'd have to be really big, like you have to be like um, 
like a fashion brand that's always on and spending a ton of money in the space, in my opinion, to make it worth it. Because even our clients who are, you know, some of the biggest entertainment brands in the world, they're not doing it in-house. There's a reason for it. Hello there. This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just a minute about the new golden ticket program that I've introduced inside Make Each Click Count University. I know it sounds fancy, right? But what's the golden ticket all about? Each month, members of Make Each Click University receive a golden ticket that they can use to access any of our certified courses. Certified courses include courses on Facebook, Google Ads, Pinterest, SEO, and more. Look, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel just like an expert, then this program is for you. Perhaps you're looking to train someone on your team or you're looking for a career in digital marketing. Well, either way, this program is the program you've been waiting for. In addition, when you become a member to Make Each Click County University, you'll get immediate access to all of our in-house courses, timely training videos, access to all three of my books, and access to our monthly mastermind meeting. All this at a recently reduced price. So go on over to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com for all the details and sign up. I guarantee it's going to be the best decision you make today. Now, back to the show. What are some of the struggles that you've gone through over the years with delivering results with influencer marketing? Struggles with delivering results? Um, I don't think we've struggled to deliver results. I think you know, our model is, um, and a lot of times our models evolved too. Um, we're now at a place where a lot of times we will, depending on the client, it doesn't always make sense to do this, but we will guarantee a minimum view count, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to pay, let's just, I'm just throwing a random number out. Don't take this as like a, a baseline at all. Let's say we're offering you a, a four cent CPV on a hundred thousand dollars spend. We're going to give you all of your organic views for free. And you're only going to pay for the paid media views, meaning, okay, we're providing all of these in-feed posts. That's your added value. We know what TikTok ads cost to us. We're a TikTok agency partner. We get certain price breaks and and, uh, beta features that no one else does as a result of that partnership. So we know what it's going to cost us. Um, And as a result, like we don't have issues delivering results, I wouldn't say. It's not something to come up against. But all of our metrics are guaranteed. So if there ever was one, then we just make good on it with additional posts or additional media. What is your favorite success story that you'd be allowed to to share on this episode? Yeah, success story. I mean, you know, we've had a lot of um, work. One of the ways to describe us, I think there's a lot of ways to describe us. Uh, but one of the ways you can describe us is a creative creative agency that specializes in influencer marketing. Being a creative agency, applying for awards and, and these types of things is kind of the nature of the business. And so we've had a lot of really cool campaigns that have become very successful. I think. Um, my favorite one was one our creative director. I'd never seen anything like it at the time. It was it was for a, a mystery movie, um, and in the movie, this actress um, goes missing, very famous actress. And on her Instagram, she unfollowed everybody, and then she followed about a hundred people who had the name of her character in the movie, and it started drumming up press. And we had nothing to do with that. Um, but we're coming up with creative strategies. And we're like, why don't we play off this? Why don't we start a, a mystery scavenger hunt for her character and create these different branded pages where you have to go through and find clues and photos. And of course, we're, we're owning all the content on these pages. And the clue in the photo would take you to an influencer's page, a post 
or something. And then the influencer post would have another clue. And so you go through this trail of like 15 pages involving eight influencers, a bunch of owned you know channels that we put together for the campaign. And eventually it, you would find the, um, the hidden Instagram for the missing person. Um, and the first person to found, find it won like a $10,000 shopping spree in New York Fashion Week. Um, so it's a really, really fun campaign. I've never seen anything like it since. I've seen a couple things similar. Um, sorry, I've never seen anything like it before. I've seen a couple things similar since. Uh, not to say that they're ripping it off, but like the idea is there to use the channel to, to create its own scavenger hunt. Um, very unique, won a ton of awards for us, incredibly successful. And what's nice is when you when you get creative, when you're not just doing like, hello, buy this now, uh-huh. you're going to have the chance to go viral. You know, you're going to get comments from people, and we, we see this a lot, that say, I love this ad. Like, I hate ads, but this ad, I enjoyed it. And so for our scavenger hunt, for example, and there's a lot of examples you can use, it was a time investment of anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes to that we calculated internally. I mean, not like a big science thing behind it, but we estimated it was about 12 to 20 minutes um, to find that that hidden page. Once all the clues were released, they released in phases. So like you didn't have all the clues the whole time. But once all released, you're talking about 12 to 20 minutes. And I forget how many people we had to find the page. I mean, it was like tens of thousands of people it took 10 to 20 minutes. Wow. That whole time is they're, in, they're immersing themselves in the world of this brand, in the world of this IP. Um, so for me, that, that is an incredible success story beyond just the amount of views it got or whatever, um, the time it took and how many people actually went all the way through to completion on what was, and you know, this, right. Make every click count, every click someone has to do, you're losing a percentage of your audience, the more barriers to sign up. Oh, my landing page had one more question than this. You're losing a percentage of of conversions. So to see that conversion rate that high against what was an incredibly, uh, complex, uh, process was awesome. So who is the perfect person for your agency? If they're out there listening, they they need to check you out. Yeah, I think uh, the short answer is anybody with um, a, a, you know, a, a sizable budget, 50,000 plus on a, that's not a year campaign. That's just like one run of a campaign um, who wants to buy sentiment and awareness. If you're saying, Hey, you know, we're doing really well on ROI. We have all these other different channels running, but people still don't know us. We're not the cool brand. We're not the it product right now. That's when influencers are going to be the most impactful for you. Um, or maybe you want to break into a new audience segment. We're doing really well with, with Avatar X. We want to reach Avatar Y. A great way to start breaking into those communities would be through the use of influencers within those communities. Are there any uh, specific verticals that you guys specialize in? Entertainments are are probably bread and butter as far as like, you know, makes up about 50% of our total revenue in that one category. But we are working across government contracts to food, CPG. um, I mean, you name it. I I don't think there's a certain category that, that I would, you know, typecast this to. And how can an interested listener learn more about working with you guys? Yeah, I would say just reach out to me on LinkedIn. I mean, if if you're listening now, feel free to send me a message. We do have like a contact page on our site, um, but those emails just go to me anyway. So you might as well just uh, reach out. I can also be reached at jacobpopschwartz.com. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today? No, I thought it was awesome. I think we've just, just by going through the questions, I think um, hopefully the listeners have learned a bit about our business and the industry as a whole. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I need to, to self-promote more than I probably already have. 
Well, fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us again today, Jake. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. All right. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Jake or Pop Shorts, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We've compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.